Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. What is going on? How's it going? How's your week going? How's the coffee tasting out there in cubicle land? How are those kitchenette conversations with your coworkers going? Talking about God knows what, the weather, the Emmys. I don't know. I didn't watch them. I think I was too busy doing literally anything else. But no matter how it's going, I hope you're able to find little slivers of peace here and there to be able to just put your feet up, have a nice tall glass of wine, a couple of edibles, and to just take a breather. You know what I realized the other day? I realized that every single time I talk about relaxing, there is some type of drug or alcohol involved. Every time I tell you guys to relax, I say to light a joint or to pour a beer, which probably isn't a good look. I'm sure my parents aren't too thrilled about the fact that I associate relaxation with substance use. Uh, But I mean, come on, how else are you going to enjoy this show? Nobody is listening to this at the gym. Nobody is saying, oh, I think I'll listen to the new episode while I work out and reflect on who I am as a person. You're listening to this sitting down in your favorite spot with a six pack and a couple of joints with a nice fall breeze going after working a 10 hour shift at a job where you're overworked and underpaid. That's what you're doing. That's how you're listening and digesting this podcast. But anyway, people. I hope your week is going good. Things are moving over here at Yeol's studio. It's been a busy couple of days. I have guests coming in to visit for the rest of the week. They should actually be here in a couple of hours. The car service should be picking picking them up at the airport later tonight. And by car service, I mean me. And by guests, I mean my parents. Oh! The former rents are coming in, people. Should be a grand old time. Going to show them around the city, grab some dinner, a few drinks, maybe a nice dessert that they'll pay for, of course. (laughs) I fucking scrubbed my place clean, people. Clean. Not a speck of dust. Nothing out of place. You can literally eat off of the wood floor. Spotless. Which, you know, that's something you got to do. As a kid, I never understood why we would have to clean the house before company would come over. But now I get it. Now I get it. You don't want to look like a slob. You want it to be presentable. You want it to at least look like your life is together. But listen, people, my life is far from put together, so the least I could do is try to make it look like I have my shit in order. But yeah, it should be a great time. I actually think I might try to get this up before their flight so they can listen to it. Probably not, to be honest. Probably not. No bullshit. My parents listen to every episode. You know, my well, I'm not sure if my mom listens to every episode. Probably not. I don't think she's too thrilled about hearing her son talk about one-night stands and marijuana for the entire internet to hear. Uh, But my dad... My dad loves the show. Every episode, I kid you not, he'll call me the day after I put out an episode and just let me know what he thought of it. Like, he'll have notes, you know? Like, podcast was really great this week, son. The joke about pulling out during rush week really made me laugh. And it's like, 
Thanks, Dad. Thanks. Which, it always makes me laugh when someone reaches out to me and gives me a hard time about something I said on this fucking podcast. Whether it's about smoking weed or some other nonsense. I'm just like, okay, and? What does that mean? What is a 500-word message you just sent me going to change exactly? What, like, what, what is calling me an asshole going to do for you? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to tell my mommy and daddy? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to tell my mommy and daddy what I said on the podcast? They listen to every episode, people. They love it. They love it. My dad loves it. So I'm not worried about that. I have bigger things to worry about. Like being thrown off of Spotify or Instagram or being deplatformed from Twitter. But, you know, so for the most part, get over yourself. Get over yourself. They're jokes. My boomer parents are able to understand that these are jokes. But anyway, my parents are coming in later for the weekend. We have a wedding to go to. Two people that are very, very dear to my heart are finally tying the knot. Open bar. So you know old glasses over here is going to let the devil out. Going to end up blacked out at a Whataburger drive through at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I won't settle for anything less, damn it. This is the second wedding I will be attending in the span of like three months. Can you believe it? Four other people, all who I'm very close with, have all found someone that they want to spend the rest of their life with. Before me. Four. Four. So obviously, that must mean it's getting pretty close to being my turn, right? That's got to mean that the line we're all waiting in to find our perfect match, it's got to be getting shorter, right? Standing in line like I'm waiting to take a piss at some dive bar somewhere. Everybody is getting married but me. And listen, don't get me wrong. I love a good wedding. But you know what my least favorite part about weddings is? You know what I hate most about them? I hate when I get asked if I'll bring a plus one. I fucking hate that. Don't ask me if I'm going to bring a plus one because you already know the answer. Enough with this question. You already know I'm going to say no. You don't need me to write it down on a piece of paper like I'm filling out a job application. What? Like you need to get it in writing that I have no one to bring? Is that what you need me to? Is that what you need? Someone asked me if I'm bringing a plus one, and all I hear is, "Hey, are you gonna be bringing someone to the wedding?" Probably not, huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm just gonna put you down for one because we all know that you're unlovable. Next time when someone asks me if I'm gonna be bringing a plus one, I'm just gonna say, "Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm bringing a plus five." <laughs> Yeah, a plus five. So if you can just add five extra seats and five extra dinners, please, that would be that would be great. Imagine just me and my five other sociopath friends getting hammered at the bar, not even sitting down, just standing there slamming booze. I think we should start doing that. There's a lot of movements going on around the world. I think we should start our own. Next time someone asks if you're going to be bringing a plus one, you should respond with, oh, actually, I'm bringing a plus nine. Yeah, plus nine. So if you can just add another table, that would be that would be great. And hey, listen, 
Let me state the obvious by saying that I am not married and I probably never will be mainly because it goes against everything I stand for. But for those of you that have their wedding coming up, let me give you a couple of pointers. Here are some things you need to know before your big day. Yes, you know, there's the obvious generic advice about how you're supposed to love and trust each other and all that horseshit. But the most important thing you should know before your wedding is that the reception isn't for you. You go in knowing that your wedding reception is not for you. It's for the guests. It's for the loved ones. It's for me. Yes, we're celebrating the lovely couple, but ultimately... The reception is for people like me. It gives us a chance to eat great food, to drink an obnoxious amount of alcohol for free, and to meet new people. It's an opportunity for us to have a good time, to laugh, make memories, and more importantly, it gives me an opportunity to promote my podcast. It allows me to network Statistically, one in every 25 people are sociopath. Guest list of 250 people. That's at least 10 new possible diehard fans of the show. You can't just skip out on an opportunity like that. You're going to pass up on a free buffet? Of course not. And listen, I know a lot of you right now are probably listening to this with a disgusted look on your face because this is maybe coming off a little narcissistic. But hear me out. Let me state my case. They've already found their loved ones. They already found who they get to live happily ever after with. They've found their inner peace. Some of us are still out here in the trenches trying to make a name for ourselves. It's not about them. It's about me and about you following my podcast. Contrary to popular belief, when you go to a wedding... Yes, you go to celebrate someone tying the knot, but really, at the end of the night, you're really just thinking about yourself. You know, it starts off nice. It always does. You're at the ceremony. You got your nicest clothes on. Maybe you caught a little buzz beforehand. Things are great. Things are perfect. Ceremony is over. Then it's time for the pre-reception cocktails. Open bar, of course. So you head over there. Have one or two or three. Reception starts. Dinner is served. It slowly starts getting later in the night. People are dancing. Now you're really a few deep in. And it's usually around this time where you're either having a great time or you're sitting there at the table wondering what you're doing with your life. If things are going well in your life, you can sit there and enjoy it. Enjoy the drinks. Enjoy the moment, which I think is something you always want to do. You always want to try to have a good time. The overall goal for the night is to have fun. You don't want to be the sad sack of shit at the table. You really got to keep it together for at least those few hours. And listen, God bless your soul if the plus one you bring to a wedding is someone you know that you'll be broken up with within the next couple of months. You know, you have to sit there and listen to two people commit to one another for the rest of their lives in front of a priest. And halfway through, they turn to you and ask if you think that'll ever be you too. And now you have to lie in front of God and all his buddies. 
It's fucking brutal, man. It's fucking brutal. In fact, if that's the case, don't even go to the wedding. Just check the will not be attending box. And if the person you're dating ever asks about it, just lie and say they canceled it. Oh, what happened to the wedding we were invited to? Oh, yeah, they they called it off. He called it off. He left her. (laughs) I'm so full of shit, people, which I'm so full of shit. I think that's why I'll never be married. Like, I really don't, you know, but there's a part of me that still likes to think that I will end up getting hitched at some point. To be honest, I kind of already have it all planned out. I already have my wedding planned out. Well, my first wedding. Uh, I am well aware that there's a big chance that I'll end up getting married multiple times. Three, four, maybe even five marriages. I'll be putting up Hall of Fame numbers, dude. Hall of Fame marriage numbers. And then I can be the one obnoxiously giving out unsolicited relationship advice to my friends instead of the other way around. God, married people love, married people love to say, oh, you'll understand once you're married. They love to say little patronizing shit like that. So I'm looking forward to being able to tell them, oh, you'll understand once you've been married five times. You've only been married once. You'll understand once you have a little bit of life experience. But anyway, my first wedding We all know right off the bat, I'm going to be marrying a very wealthy girl, non-negotiable. The goal is to marry into a legacy family. I want my spouse's family to have ties to the Carnegie's and the Vanderbilt's elite level status. I don't want a priest to be the one marrying us at the ceremony. I want it to be the leader of the skull and bones. I want former director of the CIA, George Bush, to give a speech at my reception. So either the wedding will cost $20 million and it'll be some extravagant event with a bunch of fucking elite people or we'll elope and have Elvis marry us in Vegas for $349. It really, it really all depends if her parents like me or not, which I think they will. I really, I think... Her parents will love me once they see how committed I am, not to her, but to the family wealth and to protecting the family name. I think they'll love me. First time I meet them, I'll just shake their hand and I'll be like, hi, nice to meet you, Mr. and Mrs. Vandermoney. <laughs> My name is Angel Bernard and I just want to stay beautiful estate you have here. Beautiful fucking home. And, you know, her mom will be like, oh, thank you, young man. That's nice of you to say. It's been in our family for generations. And I'll be like, yeah, that, that's nice. Don't, yeah. And I'll turn to her father and I'll say, hey, listen, before we go any further, I just want you to know that I know what it takes to earn an estate like this in this country. I know what you have to do to earn a spot like this in this fucked up world that we live in. And I just want you to know that my lips are fucking sealed, tied shut. I don't care what we do. I don't care if we go toe-to-toe with the goddamn Federal Reserve. I'll do what I have to do. That's how dedicated I am to your family. Not your daughter, to your family. And if her parents like me, which they will, again, oh, buddy, oh, buddy, I'm going to be having a grand old time. 
If my fiance's millionaire parents like me, we'll be having three dinners at the wedding reception. Top shelf liquor, open bar, five kegs of IPA. Who cares? Money isn't an issue. Enjoy yourselves. So yeah, high end open bar all night until 4 a.m. And then a little after 4.20 in the morning, the service staff is going to roll in a bunch of McDonald's, just 250 McDonald's McDoubles emerging from the heavens. I want it all, people. Expense is not an issue. Do you know who my bride is? Expense is not an issue. Chocolate fountains, ice sculptures, grass skirts, and tiki torches. I want a wedding so big that there's two different wedding themes. 40,000 square feet and half of it is island theme and the other half looks like a fundraiser for the next president of the United States. That's what I want. Do you want to be drunk in Hawaii or do you want to feel like you're partying with the 1%? Don't worry, we have both. (laughs) I want to see my degenerate minority friends smoking blunts next to the table of some shady senator who is there strictly to do off the books business with my bride's father. That's what I want, damn it. And you can bet your ass that there's going to be a giant basket right there in the center of the dance floor with the sign above it that says cash accepted, but Venmo preferred. A room full of millionaires and you don't think I'm going to be asking for money? (laughs) You must have lost your goddamn mind if you think I won't do that. So yeah, that's what my first wedding is going to be like. I haven't really gone around to planning the three other ones but i'm sure i'll figure it out i'm not too stressed about it just as long as i'm not paying but i really think marriage is way way in the future for me i'm still trying to figure out the giant shit show that i am for christ's sakes i can't imagine bringing another poor soul into this mess just the other night i was talking to my friend and you know she was just trying to get to know me, asking more about me and my childhood. And allegedly, I was being difficult. And she, at a certain point, she was like, why is it that getting to know you was like pulling teeth? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, every time I try to know more about you, you just kind of shut down. And immediately I was like, oh, Jesus, here we go. And I was like, you sound like every single girl I've ever dated. And then whenever I said that, I immediately stopped and was like, oh, maybe I'm the problem. So, yeah, you know, still (laughs) still trying to learn a lot. Still a lot for old glasses over here to learn. So, fuck it. You know, I, I might not even get married. That's, that's too big of a commitment for me. Why can't we just hang out for the rest of our lives? Why do we got to add all this pressure? And listen, I know there's a law after like seven years of being together with someone, you become legally married or some shit like that, which I don't know if that's still a thing. But if that's true, that's fine. We'll just break up at six years and nine months and have a little intermission. That's all. Problem solved. We'd probably be sick of each other by that point. So I'm sure a three-month vacation away from one another is going to do more good than bad. But you know what? As much of a mess as I am, 
One thing I'm thankful for is that I've never given an embarrassing drunken speech at a wedding. That's something I think I can be proud of. But it's also, I've never really seen someone give an, an embarrassing speech, which I think is an unfortunate. I would love to see someone give a speech that's so embarrassing, where they're just drunk and completely out of control, dropping racial slurs and things that would be constituted as a hate crime, while they bawl their eyes out over their loved ones. That's what I want. That's what I want. So if any of you have a wedding coming up, please do me a favor and give a speech like that. Please do it, but make sure to record it and send it to me. I'm being dead fucking serious. Please, bonus points if it's your own wedding too. Uh, you know, just fuck it, man. Just it's, drunkenly walk up there, grab the fucking microphone during your best friend's wedding and just start talking. Treat it like therapy. Who gives a fuck? You know, just fucking listen to me. Listen to me. I just I just want to say that I am so happy for you guys. I am so happy to see you two sitting there in love, looking happier than ever. You know, my therapist says love requires a lot of work and it requires two people being completely honest with one another. It looks like you two really trust each other. Let's all raise our glasses to the happy couple. May they live happily ever after. May God bless them and all the goals I aspire to accomplish. Please follow In the Studio with Angel Bernard on Spotify. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but I met the happy couple during welcome week of our freshman year of college. We had all gone to a party together. And I'd like to think that that was the party where they fell in love. The party in the Sigma Chi house. You guys remember. You know, the one where you both had sex in the bathroom while I did body shots off of a stranger in the living room. No, no, no. Hey, get off of me. Get the fuck off me. I know what I'm talking about. So it's amazing to see how far we've all come. So again, please raise a glass. Don't forget to follow In the Studio with Angel Bernard on Spotify. Continue to support local small businesses. I appreciate the love and support. Please tell your friends and loved ones about the podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Angel Bernard. Every follow counts. I love you guys. Oh, oh, and congratulations to the happy couple. Cheers, everyone. Good night.